Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 9 Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by Brig. What's up, baseball family? And we're here to get you... <laughs> we're going to get you in touch with some of the most recent current events. Pitchers and catchers reported to spring training this week, so there's a ton of stuff to go over. We're going to talk about the Mookie Betts deal that finally went through. Um, Mike Bolsinger versus the Astros. Not on the field, but in the courtroom. And we're going to talk about some playoff expansion. But first, let's talk about uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Baseball family, we've been talking about ways that you can get in touch with the show. Um, but we just want to get them all together for you in one spot so that you know. First, you can join a Facebook group. Join 9 Plus Us VIPs. And there's a ton of interaction on there. You can talk with the group about baseball. You can always submit to our mailbag. We like to do a mailbag segment. Uh, you can find the link on youtube and everywhere you get your podcast just submit to your mailbag any questions topics you want to hear about anything like that anything at all it doesn't have to be baseball related uh, you can also follow us on social media on instagram we are at baseball together or search nine plus us and you can follow me on twitter i'm at jojo cornrow there's a story there we'll get to that another time um <laughs> i i'm not super active on twitter but i'd like to be more so if you want to interact with me there i'll i'll, uh, I'll always respond um, Briggs not on Twitter. He's a little bit of a Twitter humbug. Uh, maybe guilty of a little bit of humbuggery. I'm I there, okay. <laughs> I just don't care, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like humbuggery to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, all <Good>. right. <laughs> but anyways, let's get down to it. Let's get going. Let's get started with this. Okay, first thing first, Brig. Yeah. How do you feel about that Mookie Betts deal? Love it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much my attitude. I, it right. dragged out way too long. Yes. Way too long. But there were there were two things. There was there was some major fallout from that deal taking so long and getting dragged out. Uh, first, Bruce Dahl Gratterall, who was supposed to go to the Red Sox, right. uh, but failed his you know failed his physical and was really the reason everything got held up. He ended up with the Dodgers. I don't know Which how I thought that's was interesting. Possible. Well, I know, especially since they're already getting bets in price. You know, they got <laughs> Mookie Betts and David Price, and then they bring in Bruce Dahl Gratterall. It's like the Twins are just like, we don't want him. Like, get rid of him, please. Like, somebody yeah. take him. And the Dodgers are just like, we'll take him. He throws 100, you know, whatever. Right. And the Red Sox um, are like, we don't want anybody. We don't even want to be good. So, take him. Oh, I know. I know. We just don't want to pay the luxury tax. That's that's uh, yeah. All this was about for the Red Sox is they clearly are trying to save money this year. Yeah. But the other true. little bit of fallout was uh, Jock Peterson didn't end up going to the Angels. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And Artie Moreno wasn't happy about it, and I can imagine because I wouldn't be happy about that either. That that ended up not happening. No. No. Very upset. So, I'm confused. So really what that does, 
Oh yeah, I was I was confused. I mean, I don't I don't know why the Dodgers pulled out of that when it seemed like it was a done deal. Yeah. But the Dodgers outfield is like loaded now. Yeah, beyond loaded. So loaded. <laughs> yeah, well, because my initial thought was, okay, you've got Mookie Betts and you've got Cody Bellinger in the outfield, a couple of MVPs, and then, you know, you've got your, I don't know, your maybe your 26th guy, we'll get into that later, who's playing left field for you. But now, right. across mm-hmm. the board, you've got Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts. What? How are you going to pitch to that outfield? It's unfair. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is unfair. Yeah. yeah. So... Dodgers they are a team to this watch. Bad. This LA team wants they it do. bad, bro. Yeah, they do. And uh, I think they're the team in the National League to beat. Yeah. If we're being if we're being honest about it. Which, oh, meaningless you know, prediction I know, time. A, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know that's not a super hot I know that's not a super hot take, but um but yeah. <laughs> I think that the Dodgers are the team to beat. Yeah. It's, I could agree with that. and everybody else. Yeah. So, all right, moving yeah. on, because that was talked about ad nauseum this week. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Astros. Let's get into this a little bit, Brick, because okay. Okay. there was first a mess that came out, and oh. then they decided to kind of a little bit maybe apologize. Oh, my gosh. Something like that. Oh. So let's get into the mess first. So there was a whole lot of ping- finger pointing. Finger pointing. <laughs> Finger pointing. <laughs> Finger pointing this week. Yeah. For some reason, everybody's saying, oh, no, this is Beltran. Carlos Beltran was was the guy, was the guy in the clubhouse. Uh, Brian McCann went to approach him about it. He steamrolled him and said, no, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. Um, first off, I was like, okay, if that's the case, let's hear from Beltran. You know, if his name's getting scraped through the mud, what does he have to say about it? Right. Because I want to know what he thinks. And you would think that he would be the guy who would be able to come out and say, this is exactly what went on. This was... You know, so-and-so was wearing a buzzer or was not. Because at this point, he's the only guy I'm going to believe. Well, he has nothing he's, to he's lose. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's got nothing to lose if he brings out the truth. Because he his reputation can only go up from here if this yes. is the case. And so I really wanted to hear from him this week, but it hasn't happened yet. Mum. He's being mum, bro. Exactly. And then we had... What was it? Thursday happened with oh the Astros. Gosh, Thursday. We should call it something. So for those of you, who, what's we should, that? We should christen it something like Bloody Thursday or or Dark Thursday or or Liar Thursday. Yeah, maybe or maybe Dark Thursday. Yeah, I like Liar Thursday. That's better <laughs> because. So they had Alex, for those who didn't see, Alex Bregman came out and spoke for. Oh geez, well, I think it was like forty-four seconds. Somebody said. Yeah kind of maybe a little bit apologized i don't know um his words he said words that came with an apology but his tone was not and his tone and body language were not apologetic at all yep um brig i heard it i heard it this week somebody said i think it was jay adonde with espn said uh that's uh what was it the way that alex bregman apologized was like double spacing a term paper it was a fifteen second. It was a fifteen second apology given in thirty seconds. <laughs> Double spacing a term paper. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. 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 I thought it was great, and I thought it was perfect. It was a perfect description of of how it happened. Yeah. Because it was like, because he kind of talked a little bit like this. 
with lots of breaks. <laughs> and it was bad. And then... Like the, and like then William Altu- Shatner, Altuve who doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a lot like William, William Shatner. But then Jose Altuve got up there, and you know he, he apologized and everything. But the best part to me of the whole thing was there were pictures of the press conference, and... Uh, and, and Bregman's up there talking and Altuve's in the background. You can see him just like, he looks like a seven year old kid who had just gotten scolded, you know, for something. He just had his, his hands between his legs and kind of slouched over looking down just like, Oh, like practiced, practiced remorse. Yes. That's exactly what it looked like. Like somebody said, this this is how you're supposed to look. Mm hmm. And he faked yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Blech. And yeah, that's that's what it seemed like the whole time. And it was awful. And and you know, honestly, like and then and, and then the Jim Crane thing. Did I you was, hear what Jim Crane did? Yes. Tell up tell everybody. <laughs> okay, so Jim Crane is the owner of the Astros and he was he talked for like twenty minutes. But he was kind of talking in circles back and forth and backtracking a lot so he had said what was it he said um he said that we're sorry that it impacted the oh no he said it, it we don't think it affected like impacted the game at all yeah so exactly and then later what he, he said something and then later he said it impacted the game and, and the reporters were like wait you said it didn't impact the game yeah i never said that yeah excuse what what yes <laughs> because yeah, like, he was speaking amnesia or something <laughs> It's, oh boy! It was such a and, joke, bro. Like <laughs> it, it was. It really was. And my buddy and I were talking about it, and he's like, "It's kind of a slap in the face." I was like, "Here's what it is." I was like, "The cluelessness to me is laughable." Yeah. Because they're like, "Oh, we're so sorry." I don't understand why everybody is is questioning us. But then the flippantness of the way that they're apologizing—that to me was the slap in the face. Yes. So here's what I took because away from I, that. I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Here, good. Here's what I took away from that. I thought, like, this, if, so, if I'm Rob Manfred, and I still have an active mm-hmm. investigation open, right? Now, of course, it's against the 2018, or it's into the 2018 Red Sox team, but this press conference would give me reasonable cause to go back and look at the at the Astros, maybe call it 2018 or even 2019, but I would investigate. I agree. I would open a new investigation or I would allow more latitude in the 2018 Red Sox investigation to sneak back to the Red Sox somehow. And if, and I would find a way to make sure or to see if Jim Crane really did have knowledge of what was going on, because, because if he's willing to come out and say, at any level that this did not, we do not believe this impacted the game, lifetime ban. Boom. Get him out of here, right? Force him to sell the team. Force him to sell the team. Lifetime ban from baseball, right along with Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran. Just get him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I was infuriated. Um, And, yeah, it was... It was bad. It was bad all around. And the one, the one little breath of fresh air I felt like was Carlos Correa. He was the one guy who seemed like he was like, 
what was he? He said at one point, he said, nobody was wearing a buzzer. He's like, and if I'm lying about that, that's my credibility. Hmm. That was like the one honest phrase I felt like came out of that entire clubhouse, that entire day. Right. You know, Justin Verlander said, I wish I'd done more. Well, why didn't you? You know, you're the one who's calling for lifetime bans for PEDs right. and speaking out about guys who aren't on your team who are involved with domestic violence. You know, if they're on your team, then they get a pass, I guess. And if they're cheating and they're on your team, they get a pass. But where's the consistency of Justin Verlander? It's gone. And because it, that guy. It maybe has never been there. It, it, yeah. Oof. Yeah. It That's what it seems like. So so it, the whole thing with the Astros is a mess. Um, I So baseball family, we want to do something, something fun with this because clearly everybody's upset. With everybody coming in this week uh, with spring training, we've heard from a lot of guys who are very upset about it. A lot of players, like we talked about last week, uh, Cody Bellinger, for one, said, you know, the Astros robbed the LA, robbed the Dodgers of a title, and Jose Altuve robbed Aaron Judge of an MVP. That's pretty hot fire <laughs> that oh, he's yeah. spitting there. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree with him 100%. So this is something fun we want to do. These guys are going to get drilled a lot. They're going to get hit by pitches. So what we're going to have... Once the season starts, we're going to keep a little counter in the bottom of the screen that is the Astros hit by pitch counter. <laughs> we're going to keep track of this because it's going to happen. It's going to be happening a lot. And it's, I'm not one for uh, hitting guys, but in this case, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This deserves it, and we're going to keep track of it. Yep. Just as, as something fun to do. I agree. It's going to be awesome. So, I, When you told me yeah. about that idea, I was like, <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. Right? Like it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. It's awesome. I have uh, in honor of that decision, I've got my uh, book recommendation of the week right here. It's uh, the Baseball Codes. It's all about baseball's unwritten oh, nice. rules. Yeah, we'll talk about that more. Nice. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, so just a little bit more about the Astros. I am so sorry about this because I'm so sick of these guys. But this this was a story that I thought was very interesting. Um, we had a lawsuit from a former reliever filed against the Astros this week. Um, his name is Mike Bolsinger. And he said that he was blaming the Astros for ending his career. Now... This is probably a guy you've never heard of, unless you're a, a big Dodgers fan, because he played for the Dodgers in 2015 and 16. Yeah. Um, he pitched for the Blue Jays for just a little bit in 2017, when uh, he, I guess, after a bad outing against the Astros, he got sent down, and that was the end of his career, pretty much. So, first off, this is interesting, because I think this could open the door for either a class action, we talked about this, break, either a class action suit, or other players coming out and saying... You know, the same thing. Me too. Which, I guess, kind of goes hand in hand. Right? right? Yes. But I, I thought it was kind of funny because Mike Bolsinger is not a great, wasn't a great player. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, a, wasn't a very good pitcher. He had a he had a career ERA of just a hair under five, 4.92. Um, and he was a reliever. You know, like, his hits per nine, he gave up almost 10 hits per nine. Um, he wasn't too, he wasn't a big home run guy, about 1.3 per nine, um, had a pretty good strikeout to walk ratio of 2.14, but ultimately he was not a very good pitcher, had a very, very short career, 
not great. Um, looks like he gave up a lot of leads because his overall record was uh, six and fifteen. Whoa! Or no, sorry, sorry, no, eight and nineteen. Oh, but still, not any better. That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to redeem so it's him. Not, no, okay. So, <laughs> no, I, I looked. I actually looked at his uh, one hundred and sixty-two game average. Oh, yeah. Uh, below his his total, but still eight nineteen is not a good record for a reliever. No, um, I just I don't I don't think he has anything to go on here. But the most interesting thing, like we said, is it could possibly open the door for future lawsuits. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on, right there. Yeah, I agree. And then A Rod wants okay. to buy the Mets. I'm- I was going to say, I'm sick of the Astros. Let's talk about yeah. A-Rod. <laughs> Which I think we're going to get sick of A-Rod a lot you know, here soon anyway. Um, Brad and I both just finished yeah, the book Bloodsport, which is all about A-Rod's PED uh, usage and the suspensions and all the madness. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in another show. But um, apparently yeah. he wants to buy the Mets. He does. And <laughs> first, Brig, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think about A-Rod buying the Mets? Okay. Check it out, right? I think A-Rod is on this sweetheart PR campaign. I think... Oh, 100%. Right? Like, yeah. everything he's doing is to is to rewire the public opinion about him so that he can make a, you know, a Hall of Fame run. That's it. And mm-hmm. I think... Well, I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should withhold some of my opinions because they're I don't know dangerous maybe um, and if you read Bloodsport you'll you'll realize why but I think that I you know until they have a an, a steroid wing or a PED wing in Cooperstown then and they they said this almost word for word in the book Bloodsport but if if they uh, until they have a PED wing in Cooperstown, then he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, and he never will. Um, but, mm-hmm. but, but now he's trying to make sure that he never leaves baseball, and he's money grabbing at the same time. And boy, okay, he is in love yeah. with New York, in love with New York, and yes, he is, 100%. and he wants to be the king in New York because he's chasing this, this acceptance. Right. That's which is part of what you could argue drove him to use performance enhancers in the first place. And he he's lost mm-hmm. all his family throughout the years. He's lost all his friends throughout the years. He's he's ostracized tons and tons of people that have been close to him. Um, I don't even know if he's actually in a relationship with J-Lo because maybe he's incapable <laughs> of actual human emotion. <laughs> I don't know. It's just possible. OK, so. So I think I think what's happening is, and this is just my opinion. He first of all he has the money. There's no question there. Second of all, his baseball analysis skills are off the charts. The guy knows more about baseball than arguably anybody in the history of baseball. So, um, mm-hmm. so there's that. Talk about a Cinderella story. If this guy can turn around the Mets, which is possible if he takes the reins, then we could see some dramatic shifts coming in new york and that would be really great but i think selfishly it's it's about money it's about status it's about notoriety for a rod and he could get all of those by buying the mets and turning them around and then the only other thing i will say about it is that his former best friend and confidant 
bought his hometown team in Miami. <laughs> right. So yeah. Derek Jeter bought the Marlins, and now <laughs> the King of New York left, and now A Rod is going to buy New York a New York team. I just think that this is this is drama at its finest, and it's this soap opera crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I don't think Jeter even knows he's a character in anymore, but a rod still is like, you know, or whatever. <laughs> That's what I yeah. think. Yeah. So first, if, if he were to buy the Mets, I don't think he'd be a very good owner. I think he'd be one of the meddling owners because he can't keep himself Agreed. out of things. Right. Yes. And, and he is, he is so smart. He also knows how smart he yes. is that I don't he, – he might be a – I think he'd be a Jerry Jones type owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Like he'd be the one who's like, I'm going to be the GM. I'm going to make all the calls, and everybody in the organization will answer directly mm-hmm. to me because mm-hmm. I know what's best. This is how I'm going to run mm-hmm. this team. That being said, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Hold on. At least not while Rob Manfred <laughs> is on – is the commissioner. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, because anybody who's read Bloodsport knows that he was the one who headed up the Alex Rodriguez investigation, the whole biogenesis thing. And he's not going to he's not going to be like, "I know what this guy did. I know what he's capable of." Not a chance. Not a chance in the world will he own this team. Not as long as not as long as Rob Manfred is commissioner. You know, maybe if if Manfred gets run out because he's done such a poor job investigating the Astros and the Red Sox or whatever thing he's done horribly, horribly, maybe he'll absolutely horribly. Maybe, you know, the next commissioner will come in like, Oh yeah, we love a rod. Yeah, absolutely. He can own a team. You know, I don't know, but, but at this point in time, not a chance. How much influence do you think the commissioner has over who can buy a team though? I think he has to approve Does it. Does he? I didn't know that. I mean, I, I know there. I know there has to. There has to be a vote. That's why. Um, that's why Mark Cuban won't own a team is because Ma- Rob Manfred doesn't like Mark. No Cuban. No way. I didn't know there was a voting because he wanted. I think he wanted. To, he wanted to buy the Cubs. Yeah, he uh, he wanted to buy the Cubs, but Manfred was like, "No, I'm not going to let that happen. I don't like." Oh. So. Yeah. No. There's. There's a whole process to it. It's not just like you know going up to the owner and exchanging money they they have to be approved to buy it wow and and so that's that's why mark cuban isn't doesn't own a baseball team and that's why okay won't buy it, won't okay you're team. right it'll never happen so yeah. not until manfred's gone <laughs> so, and, but what listen listen yeah would bob least. costas let a, a- rod buy a team because no because <laughs> he's clearly the next in line like in this in this sort of reign he I know. Be. <laughs> so, so like, come on now. He, he should, should be. be. He should be. And we'll get into more of that in yeah. a minute. But <laughs> so yeah. I think that, um, oh, shoot, I was going to say something else. I had a thought, but it's gone. That's okay. Um, anyway, should we take yeah, a break and yeah, recover? That's probably a good Recoup? idea. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to talk more about spring training and some of the stuff that's coming out, including um, minor league salaries, things like that. 
No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at NinePlusUs.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We had some really interesting news released yesterday, actually. Today is Saturday, and uh, it came out yesterday. It was a Valentine's Day love letter from baseball, okay? <laughs> Let's call it that. The love letter yeah, from minor yeah. league baseball, okay? Or maybe to minor league baseball. They announced that they are going to actually increase the salary of minor league baseball players. We have been amazing. waiting for it's this amazing. for a hundred years. <laughs> at least, at least a hundred years, man. Now, this is a direct result of the of the uh, the lobbying, I guess, that's been going on, and and the discussion with lawmakers about player treatment in the minor league system. And there's a whole conversation we could go into about that. But note the noteworthy piece of this information is that they are now going to start playing or paying players the federal minimum. <laughs> I know that's that's the thing that cracks me up about this whole thing is you're finally getting minimum wage as a minor leaguer. Woohoo. <laughs> but are they Brad because really minimum wage no. is capped at 40 hours a week. Okay. These players right. especially at like rookie ball they they go they're they're at the ballpark like 12 hours a day. Okay. Yeah. For sure. So this is like summer camp with an allowance now at that rookie level <laughs> is what it feels yeah. like. It's true. Yeah. It's it's yeah. great that they're moving in the right direction. I, I, maybe this is like a watershed moment where we're going to see more follow up uh, and it's going to get better and better. But I'm glad it's happening. OK, so let me just give yeah. let's give people the numbers. OK, rookie ball will now. Okay, it used to be two hundred ninety bucks a week. It's going to move to four hundred bucks a week. Okay. Nice. Um, single A, two hundred ninety bucks a week moves to five hundred bucks a week. Double A, three fifty a week now moves to six hundred bucks a week, and triple A, five hundred two dollars a week is now seven hundred dollars a week. What do you think, Brad? Cool. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good for the players. And you know, initially when I did the uh, when I did the math on this, it was that two ninety a week. That if you're working only forty hours a week, that is minimum wage. But they're going up above it, really, because that's right. Um, four hundred dollars a week is four, is ten dollars an hour, which you know still isn't great. But at the same time, you know, like that's kind of the under, understanding though. Is as you toil in the minor leagues, you're not making a bunch of money. Totally, and it's really to motivate guys to get to the next level, and the other thing with this too is uh, we actually I actually had this conversation with uh, one of the one of the guys I worked with with the Orem Owls, and um, and we we're like, man, some of these some of these guys just like they'd been in rookie ball for three four years, yeah. you know, yeah, and a lot of them were from the Caribbean, and and he kind of his his wife is from South America, and he pointed this out to me. He said these guys the money they're making here. 
they're not making very much according to our standards. But back home, the money that they send home is like they're living like kings. Yeah. That's so a good point. That's one thing that actually is very good with this too is these these guys who come from the Dominican, Puerto Rico, every you know, uh, South America, Venezuela, wherever, this actually gives them more opportunity to help their families too, which I think is awesome which is it's great you know like like we talk about you know the living conditions for some of these guys but it's better here than it is possibly where they came from possibly even yeah. even making even making four hundred dollars a week you know they've probably they're probably living with some roommates or host family so they can save a lot of that money and help their families out back home which i think i think it's awesome i think it's great and and it, it's also <laughs> it lets these guys focus more on baseball which it's Kind of a strange thing to say, you yeah. know, like they're professional baseball players. That's what they should be focusing on. But they also should be able to, you know, financially yeah, right. be able to focus on baseball because that's what they need to do. So long overdue. It's awesome. I think it's I, – I really do think it's great. Um, I don't know. It, I've been, I, I heard rumors of this a few years ago and that mm. it, it is going to impact minor league baseball because – the owners aren't going to want to keep paying this for a long time. And that's that's partially why we're probably going to see a contraction with minor league baseball. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so this is going to go up to four hundred bucks uh, just in time for them to eliminate all rookie ball. So. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is why Absolutely. the the single A number is not that much more. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, and that is definitely something to keep an eye on over the next couple of years. Yeah, uh, like we said with with the elimination of rookie ball, and I think I think single A, too. Like they talked about Maybe. eliminating short season. Yeah, A right. I think so. Yeah, that's, so that's def- probably that's probably going to go by the wayside too. Yeah. So I I like what you said about giving these guys an opportunity to fully focus on their development in the game, because mm-hmm. you know the financial side of things is is enormous, right? You go, you, you're out of work or you're making, um, you're underemployed and I mean, life sucks. You're in trouble and it affects your sleep. Yeah. It affects your attention, uh, and ability to be task oriented. It affects your focus during the day because yeah. you're not sleeping and because your mind is elsewhere. I mean, <clears throat> if you think about it, if we can eliminate this one problem, not only on the humanitarian side and like let's be human beings is this the right decision to pay these guys more but it's going to impact the product in the end dramatically if we can give guys an opportunity to work exclusively on themselves during the summer and develop their skills get the coaching they need not be hemmed up by all the financial concerns at back home in the caribbean like you said or in venezuela or or in sacramento right it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. Then these guys can really stop worrying about that, and and we're going to see better baseball with with the, this bottom line improvement. That's what I think. Yeah, totally. And the better the baseball is in the minor leagues, the better it's going to be at the top level. One hundred percent, which is what we all want, right? Yes, that is the so. point. It's a developmental system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you know. <laughs> That's that's why the jump to the major leagues is so different than any other sport, right? Like college, yes, or uh, sorry, football, yes. The NFL is a much better. Like, I know there's people who don't like the NFL, like college, but the NFL is a better product overall than college football because of the the development at that top level, right? The athletes are better; they're bigger, stronger, faster than college guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. The NBA, same thing. Bigger, stronger, faster. Because and and that's really I feel like it's only because it's the elite of the elite. Yeah. Um, baseball though, when you get to Major League Baseball, it is so different than high school and college baseball. Oh yeah. Because it's not just the elite of the elite; it is the elite of the elite of the elitist. Yes. Right. The mostest you have, elitist. You have to be better than. Yeah, the mo- <laughs> the mostest elitist because you've got to be better than everybody at rookie ball. You've got to be better than everybody at short season A, advanced A, double A. You've got to be the best guy in triple A to make it to that top level. Yep. That's way more. Uh, that that is way more than any other sport, and that's why the product of Major League Baseball is so much better than anything below it. Yep. And I think it'll only continue to get better because of this. Agreed. Love it. Way to go, Major League Baseball. Figure it out. Way to go. <laughs> Get a puppers and figure yeah. it out. <laughs> and that's right. that's what I appreciate about you, Rob. <laughs> Maybe the only thing right now, but that is what I appreciate about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, seriously, though. For real. Oh, my goodness sakes. <clears throat> so pitchers and catchers reported this week, bro. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, like I said. I said a few episodes ago or a while ago that uh, that they report around my birthday every year, and I I love it. It's just like a, a week long birthday waiting for everybody to come <laughs> come into spring training. It's fantastic. Brad has I the best it. birthday ever. No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. For anybody who doesn't know, my birthday is on Valentine's Day, and it makes for a really hard date night. So. <laughs> Because <laughs> every restaurant is full. Yeah, <laughs> every one of so them. So it's turned into pizza in and a movie. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany and I went to Culver's in as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> we went to Culver's because yep. we yeah. just needed an ice cream cone oh, nice. and a pa- a basket of onion rings or whatever. And uh, and we thought, well, That's let's awesome. just go to somewhere nobody cares about, right? Let's just go. <laughs> Sorry, Culver's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we, and we just there was packed, man. Like everybody wanted oh, malt, I believe malt, it. malt shakes and a root beer or something. I couldn't figure it out. And that custard, man, that frozen custard. It's so it's like the best mm-hmm. around. I was impressed. Yeah, no, I. That's the place I would expect to be packed on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I was impressed. I didn't expect that. No, no, yeah, no. I'm not kidding you, man. Even when Culver's is packed on on a Friday night or whatever night of the week, that's why we stay in. We plan ahead and we stay in. Brilliant. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. So pitchers and catchers reported this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, did they? <laughs> they did. Ah! Yeah, and it was awesome. So Baseball is this here. is like the official start <laughs> yeah. of the season. We can all be pumped. We can all be ready for it. It's so exciting. It um, is. But with that comes new rules and <laughs> other things of that ilk. Right? Well, it does this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time for sure. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to streamline the game, trying to make them a little bit shorter, right? Well, three minutes or so, yeah. Yeah, which I guess is whatever. But um, (laughs) So, Brig, do you want to give us a rundown of the rules? Yeah, here are the new rules for the 2020 season. The 25-man roster throughout the regular season has now been expanded to 26 men, 26 team uh, slots. However, in September when it's typically been expanded into a 40-man roster for the playoffs, we are now mm-hmm. going to 28-man roster for the playoffs. Yeah. So for, on from September on, 
<clears throat> ramping up toward the playoffs and the division races and stuff, it, it's all going to be 28 men. It will not exceed that. The 40-man roster is gone. The uh, right, yeah. The the slots, the 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 slots themselves. Each each seat on the team how that now has to be specified one of three ways. You have to be the position player, a pitcher, or a two-way player like Shohei Otani. Now, in order to qualify to be a position or a two-way player, there's a whole bunch of stipulations like you have to pitch so many innings and you have to have so many at bats, etc. And it's all complicated and it doesn't really matter because there are like two guys that care. Um, but you've got yeah. You've got pitchers and position players, okay? The team is required to have 13, no more than 13 pitchers slots on the team, on the 26-man roster. You can't have more than 13 guys designated as a pitcher. That's all they do, okay? Which means the days of Anthony Rizzo getting onto the mound and throwing pitches are are over unless you're in extra innings, um, or you have a six or more run lead, then you can bring in Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that is uh, important is that 2020 is now going to have a three batter minimum. Each pitcher comes into the game and they have to face a minimum of three batters or they can retire the half inning. They can retire the side. So if they record or injury. or injury, correct. But if they if barring any any injury, they have to get the final out of that half inning, or re, or face three batters before they can be mm-hmm. rotated yeah. out. Um, that's totally new. And then um, the man the other thing that I think is probably good is that the managers now have twenty seconds to decide whether they're going to challenge a call on the field versus the previous 30 second time limit mm-hmm. that's yeah. it so so then let's go back to the three batter minimum real quick because the reason i said injury is because that's something that we might see a little yeah. bit um, we might actually see uh, a guy be like oh you know i tweaked the, i tweaked <laughs> my, my shoulder or something you're like oh my my ankle i rolled my ankle on that last yep. pitch uh you know there could be a little bit, a little bit of gamesmanship with that coming in, coming into play. We'll see. I don't. I'm not saying it will, but I wouldn't put it past. I mean, if you've got guys paying, banging on a trash yeah. can to steal signs, I wouldn't. This is so small and so minute that nobody's even going to care right. about. That I, I wouldn't be surprised. They won't care about it until they no. institute a rule like football did, where if you go down on the field, you can't play the next play. Like there's gonna be a thing like that equivalent in baseball if this gets too big to be a big problem. Yeah, yeah, and and it could be even be like, uh, you miss your next exactly, yeah, pitcher. Yeah, there's like a minimum you have to you have to sit out as an injured player if you if you miss time because of an injury. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, but the 26 man roster, 13 of those being pitchers, that I almost feel like you've got more guys on the bench now with that because there's there's been games where I felt like there were not four guys on the bench yes. ready to go as far as pinch hitters and pinch runners because how many times do we see you know you, you got a first baseman on first base in the 15th <laughs> inning you know within a with one out and you got a I don't know I guess he's the winning run he's like oh put in put in a speedster you don't have anybody because that yeah, bench is empty. Totally. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like four pinch hitters and four four pinch runners or substitute fillers or whatever 
I think that that feels like more, and I think it's going to be I do, good. too, because it will usher more um, small ball in. Mm-hmm. I hope should. so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the fact that and, – and you had talked about this, too, that when we talked about expanding the rosters to 26 guys, that uh, you're like, well, they're just going to add another pitcher. It's like, yeah, they probably yeah. will. But now they can only have up to 13, which I think yep. is smart. I, I think that's a good I love that. that. I loved it. What do you think of the three I batter minimum? I don't know – you know, at first I wasn't a big fan of it, you know, because it affects strategy, but at the same time, like, adapt. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I think I think it will help. It'll help speed up a little bit because, uh, was it uh, Susan Waldman? Is that who it is? Yeah. Susan Waldman with <laughs> yeah. the Yankees? It's talking about how it was taking so long because they were changing pitchers yeah, every batter. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I think that'll help. I think that'll be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Here's what I think about yeah. the three batter thing. I, mean, I think that we're going to end mm-hmm. up with a better product, honestly, because we're not going to get guys in there yeah. who are not quite as ready to be major leaguers as we thought, but they throw so much gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we get a guy up, he can throw 100, yeah. and they're just like, well, put him in, see what happens, um, and then we can just pull him mm-hmm. out anyway. So this this will require yeah, exactly. the strategy and the depth management and all that. Um, the player development system is all going to get better because we're going to have better pitchers, more capable, more ready, whatever, to to be brought into those situations. I like that. Yeah, and I hadn't thought of that. I think that's I think that's an excellent point. Yeah, for that exact reason, you've you've got to be prepared to face at least guys, at least three yeah. guys, and. That was one thing that I remember seeing with uh, when I was with the with the Orm Owls was that you would get they bring in relief pitchers and they they just get into a mess like man pull this guy out and and one of the guys like I talked to the manager about it and he says that from the top they want these guys to stay in because you know at that level it doesn't necessarily matter if they're winning the, the manager told us he's like we're about we're about development but man I yeah. want to win. So they're not so much about winning at that level. They're more about teaching those guys and, and helping them figure out how to get mm-hmm. out of a jam. And that's and if guys have to do that at the major league level, you know, like, okay, I've got one out, got two runners on, I gotta get out of this. You know, I've got I've got, I've got three guys to get out of this or or I'm toast. Right. You know, I I think I think you're right that you're gonna figure out who has the chops that's and right. who doesn't. And it's gonna be quick with a yep. lot of these guys. I and I dig it. Yeah, I totally do. I don't know that the twenty seconds of challenge is necessarily going to have a big no. impact on anything. That that's that's fine. why I like it because it's like, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 a good yeah. rule. It's fine. Yep, whatever. But but something else that was in the news this week, they talked about playoff expansion, and there were some strong opinions <laughs> on both sides. Let's take a break and we'll get into it. Take. Me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home. If they don't win, it's a shame. Four, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out. 
Shop kids' baseball shirts at 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Like we said before, there has been some talk about playoff expansion. Now, this has been a hotly contested subject this entire week. Um, <laughs> people are saying it's awful, it's terrible, it's the worst thing ever. Um, other people have been saying this is fantastic. It, it's so, I one somebody on the Facebook group said, you know, it's so crazy, it just might work. Now, yes. <laughs> now, before we get into this, I I do think the timing of this was was really funny because I've heard that I've heard it compared to like you've got the Red Sox investigation on this hand, and then while this is going on, Rob Manfred's like, but look at this shiny thing over here. Look what we have going yes. on on this side with playoff expansion. Trying to distract us from the fact that teams are cheating, right? And and the way that I thought of it, it actually immediately when it came out, it's like the timing of this is so funny that I could see Rob Manfred in his office like, oh, I don't want to talk about the Red Sox anymore. I'm so sick of investigating teams. Let's talk about playoff expansion. Let's talk playoff expansion instead of the Red Sox. I want you so bad. And yeah. the reason I thought is because that's that's how I am. Clutching I his whoopee. This fun thing instead. Yeah, clutching so. his whoopee. Right, like yeah. no, yeah. no, no. Like Prince John on the on the cartoon Robin. Yeah. No, no. The, no, I don't want him. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. So, so let's get let's let's talk about about the layout of this first off. Okay, so first we have um, expanding from five teams in each league to seven teams in each league. Okay, so uh, so that's fourteen teams overall. There will be no more wild card game. The first round right. would now be a best of three series. Okay, right. So so instead of the one game elimination or the best of five in between, they kind of settled middle ground there with the best of three. Yep. The top seed in each league automatically gets a bye. And then teams with the best records would pick their opponents. Okay. Now, Brig, <laughs> what do you think? Oh, man. <laughs> My opinions are so layered, bro. Um, mm -hmm. I get it. <laughs> okay. Without discussing the actual logistics of this, I'm going to say mm -hmm. a couple of things. This is the most forward-thinking Major League Baseball has been in a long time. Yes. And for that, kudos. Mm -hmm. You just got to give it to them. Somebody somewhere said, you know what? Let's talk about it in a different way. Let's just, let's just explore another idea, another option. And I think that that progressive thought process is what we need, and it's awesome. I dig that about it. Yeah. I don't necessarily love what they've proposed, but I do appreciate the effort, and I think that we should open the door for thoughts like this. I think on top of that, this is a direct response to tanking. For those of you that don't know, tanking is when a team decides to sell off all their players and be bad and just accept being a losing team for three to five years while they develop players from the ground up through the farm system, and then they can contend again in three to five years. Um, and it's I think this is a direct response to that. And yeah, that in, in is baseball, a problem. In baseball circles, they call that Astro Ball because that's what the Astros Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> no, that's a real thing. They call it Astro Ball. I know. I'm not kidding you. But I mean, that's exactly what they did. 
<laughs> yeah, it's what they did. Um, <laughs> the Cubs did it too, you know, and the the yeah. Marlins are doing it now. So it's it's yeah. that's just what's going on. But that is a legitimate problem in baseball. We have got to solve this tanking thing. If you get a fan who's just on the fringes or who is, uh, you know, new to the game maybe or who has been burned in the past and then you throw in the towel for three to five years and you're just telling your fan base, look, we're going to be bad for three to five years. We hope you come back and watch us then. Dude, they're going to start hope you watching. come in the meantime. Yeah, they're going to start watching curling, bro. Like, they're not even going to come back. <laughs> so, tanking is a massive problem that we have to solve. I think this is their attempt to curb that somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, for me, it was more meaningful games, right? Totally. Um, with With 14 teams making the playoffs, that's almost half the league. That's one team off of half the league, which... It sounds like a whole lot when you put it that way, but more than half of the NBA makes the playoffs every year. And when are when when's the best time to watch NBA basketball? It's playoffs. February, March, April, and then into the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked before about how August gets to be kind of the doldrums of the major league season. Well, in August, yeah. you, that's when things are really starting to heat up at this point because you've got more teams who, who are playing meaningful games. In middle yeah. of August into September, uh, like for me, the Mariners, you know, are typically eliminated in May. You know, May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, that. but at this point, they yeah. won't be probably eliminated until August and yeah, or June. This yeah. will, yeah, June. Yeah, I, I'm going best case scenario here. Let's be real. Okay, I see. I got it. <laughs> Thank you. And, and honestly, it looks like today with the with my hat and the shirt, my new baseball together shirt that I'm wearing, it looks like I'm morphing into a D-backs fan, which I don't Whoa, know. It yeah. might be the case. They might be my National yeah. League team, but we'll see. Um, but no, like the optimism as a Mariners fan is like they would have made the playoffs two to three years in the last 20 years. That's right. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have been eliminated every time. There was a, a couple years ago in 2016 where they would have made the playoffs. I know that for a fact. Yep. So for fans of bad teams like me, this is <laughs> excellent. It's great. Right. You know, we the Mariners might only get into that three-game series and get eliminated in two games. I don't care. That's two more meaningful games the Mariners have played. Right. And that's two more meaningful games than I've gotten as a Mariners fan in the last 19 years. That's right. So it... It is a big, a big deal for anybody, like I said, who's a fan of a bad team or even a fringe team, you know, because there are, there are teams who just kind of hover in the middle, like the Angels fans. Yeah. The, that team has not been good for a while, and they're going to be better this year. You know, like mm -hmm. we've got things they need to sort out. But still, as an Angels fan, I'd be stoked on this. Like, we're going to make the playoffs just about every single year. The Angels will. It's a good so, point. So I think I think that's I think it's a, it's great for Major League Baseball to expand this, um, more meaningful games, more more playoffs because I mean you can go back and listen to our playoffs episodes how stoked we are on the playoffs because yeah we are we love the playoffs it's a blast <laughs> it is a blast I love playoff baseball it's so much fun yeah me too so that's great what do you think about the first round buy for the for the top seed. I think it's disruptive. I think that you got guys on a schedule. Trevor Bauer brought this up. You got guys on a schedule, and everything is momentum in baseball. Everything is is about is about getting your reps and doing it the same way every day. And that's how you succeed: is you grind out each repetition, each at bat, each start, etc. So, 
you you take a, the top team who deserves the most whatever you want to call it consideration maybe and you pull them from their rotation you pull them out of their battle rhythm um a, a week before the the most arguably the most important game of the season up to that point and mm-hmm. that's going to disrupt everything um and that might actually work against that team um so i kind of hate that and it see, sounds like I a reward it. but it it feels like a, a punishment and see, I still I still look at it as a reward, um, because you're, if you're sitting out a three game series, your break is not any longer than the All Star break. Mm-hmm. So as the top seed, you're basically getting a second All Star break when you kind of need it. Get some guys healthy who maybe have been nursing, <clears throat> I don't know, like a foot injury, ankle injury, callus mm-hmm. on a finger, I don't know. And if guys are really that concerned with the layoff, go throw a bullpen. Yeah, go take some BP. Um, you might get a longer layoff than that if you sweep a team and you're waiting for the next the team in the next round. Yeah, three games is, a, is not that much. That's a good I mean, point. Because I think that it's um, I think I saw that the top seed that all three games are played in one city. So that yeah, could be three the whole, days. The home team. Yeah, you could be playing the, in the in the division series in in four days, five days. Yeah. So I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Like Trevor Bauer really blew that out of proportion. I think I think that that might be. Um, the union talking, you know, his name as a union member talking like, no, we have to fight the power on this because that's what we have to do. I don't right. think, I really don't think that that layoff is that big of a deal. Like I said, go throw a bullpen, which I know is not the same as throwing a game, True. throw a bullpen, take some BP, take some extra stretches, or just take the time off and rest, get ready for those time for those, for those games, because it's not, yeah. that, it's really not that big of a deal I, th- I think okay. it's just fine. I think it's fine. So uh, I've I've changed my opinion. Me. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here and and here's, here's why. One. Here's why. Yeah. Here's one. We're gonna move through this. Here's why though, because <laughs> in the back of my mind, as I was talking, I have this other opinion that you have brought up to the front of my mind now, which is, look, if you're gonna be a pro, be a pro. If that if that if you're gonna be yeah. a pro one day, you can be a pro five days from now, right? So yeah, I agree with. I agree with you. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so first, before we get into more, walk us through what exactly this looks like, okay? Let's talk about that for the people who maybe didn't hear what exactly is being proposed. Okay, so you've got seven teams on each side. Let's just let's just go National League, seven teams, okay? So you've got the top seed sits in a bye, right? Yes. waiting for their next opponent opponent then you have six teams below that i think i'm going to make a, a, a visual for this so anybody who's watching on youtube you can see this anybody who's just listening go ahead and check it out on youtube so you can actually if if you if it's kind of foggy for you you can get a better understanding of how this it's is going to work it's a little brain bending so yeah graphic would be good good idea so then you got six teams below that in the i guess technically the wild card round playing so let's, so, let's go ahead and look at the american league actually how about this so you've got the top team. You had the so the Astros in 2019 were the top yep. team. So they would have a bye, and then you would have the Yankees, the Twins, um, the Rays, and the A's. Yankees, Twins, Rays, A's, and then the fifth team would be Cleveland. So Cleveland would have made the playoffs this last year, and the Red Sox would have made it as well. Oh yeah, the Red right? Sox. Yeah, sorry, I, I I can't count. We've established I'm not good at math. Right. So, 
So those seven teams. So you would have, um, you'd have the Astros sitting out around, and then you would have the Yankees, Rays, uh, Twins, Red Sox, and Indians playing in each in a three game series. Okay. Yeah. And then the winners of those would go up, advance to the next round. Then you'd have. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The, here's here's what happened before that. My understanding is the Astros get a buy because they're the best team in that seven right. team set. The Yankees then get to pick their opponent because they have the second best record. They don't get a bye, but they get to pick who they play in the first three round game or series. No, what it, what? So the is is that what it is? Because my understanding was um, all the teams with the best records get to pick their opponent, except the Astros because they get a bye. Right, and I don't I don't like to pick your opponent thing because there's a dis, there's a, a an element of disrespect. There's an element of of expectation there. Just Go by seeding, best versus worst, and then go in the middle, whatever. Like, okay, so I don't, what, they're, I don't, what they're trying to do is bring more drama, right? They're trying to... I know, and that's, and that's, and a that's level this reality TV brought. thing, right? The reality TV thing is what yeah. people are saying, which is what it is. Because they're going to televise the press conference where the managers or whoever's going to get up and go, I'm on them! <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't think that needs to happen. I don't, I don't think they need to do that. That's... We'll why? That. That's why? Stupid. Why, Brad? Well, it, so like I said, there's a level of disrespect, level of expectation. Like, how would you like to be the manager? Like, how would you like to be Brian Cashman saying, "We want the Rays. We want the Rays," and then the Rays come out and sweep you? Yeah, totally. Then what? You know? Yeah. Then like, you're real careful next which, time. <laughs> how many How many GMs are going to get fired because they chose the wrong team? I don't know. That's, that's a good question. A, that. That's that's not. I don't feel like that's something they should have on. Like, just line up the records and and have it that way. Like, you don't need you don't need that level of of drama with the, with reality TV. The playoffs provide enough drama as it is. Now I agree with that. To, you you don't need to manufacture drama because the games do it for you. Hmm. Okay, that's a good perspective. That, that's that's really what it comes down to for me. Right. Don't don't manufacture it. Let it play out. Interesting. So, so you okay? But so the Yankees get to pick their first opponent, right? And they say, "Well, mm. I I like our matchups against Cleveland. We've had success against right. Cleveland. We know we're going to play in the Bronx, etc. Let's take Cleveland and see where the chips fall, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so they're going to make this strategic decision with whatever motivation they have, and then." What happens is the Twins, with the third best record in the American League, they're going to get a chance to pick their next opponent from the remaining pool, which includes mm-hmm. um, the Rays, the Astro, or the Athletics, and the Red Sox, right? right? And then the fourth best record gets to pick from the remaining, and then the final two teams, boom, they get to automatically play each other. Yeah. So, and that's the proposal. So then, then there's this press conference where they do the, the reality TV drama, and that's what people are. That's what is being proposed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then it would just play out as as is after that. And I think honestly, if you're going to do, if you're gonna have, I think they should replace the pick your pick your opponent thing okay. with reseeding as the playoffs progress. Okay. Right. Like, oh. so you've got the first round. And say that say that the um, the seven seed ends up beating the two seed, or no? So so the two seed ends up beating the seven seed, right? But then you've got say the 
let's see, you got three, six. Uh, the five seed ends up beating the four seed, and then the six seed ends up winning whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of playing the two seed or or whatever it was that the one seed ended up playing, they end up playing the five seed the, or the six seed, whatever it is, the lowest seed remaining. Like mm-hmm. reseed as the playoffs go, I think is what you should do. I think okay. that makes way more sense than than choosing your opponent. Like obviously it's confusing right now because I'm not looking at anything and sure, and I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. But I feel like if you see the chart, if you see the like the like the bracket, it it makes perfect sense as you watch it, hmm. right? It could as you yeah. watch it play out. Yeah, that's that's actually what the NFL does, and I think it right. makes perfect sense. No, the, the so. NFL the NFL has six teams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the two bottom, the bottom four or something play in a wild card. I don't understand the NFL system, honestly. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. The two, bo- the four bottom teams play in a wild card round, and then, um, and then whoever has the worst record goes on and plays the top record. Whoever has the, and then the the next rec- next top record or the second seed or whatever gets the the next one incoming. So so that would so as the okay, yeah. got it. So, so I, I think what- reseeding would make more sense. Doing it like the NFL does it. Yeah, yeah. Would that give us more games or fewer games with six teams? Uh, oh, Instead of seven. Oh no, no. I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying, keep the seven teams. Oh, keep the seven re- teams. Reseed for the division round. Oh, I got you, got you, got you. Okay. Yeah, like don't don't make it a linear bracket. It's got to be a little bit fluid with with uh, with teams coming in to the next okay. round. Huh. And. Yeah, because because basically, uh, MLB is going to have as many rounds as the NFL does now. Okay, so why? I mean, okay, we've already answered the question: Why do we need a bye week? Right? My that's my like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we need a bye week personally, but um, but I see your point, right? I'm talking about for the fans, for the players. Yes, a bye week makes mm-hmm. a ton of sense, but for the fans, yeah. we're like, well, but you know, what about? What about me? Right, <laughs> I want to watch my yeah. team play. Well, and I, I feel like the team fans of the of the number one team, they're going to watch. They're going to watch that first round, that wild card round, totally, because they want to see who they're going to be playing. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I feel like it still makes sense for fans of that team because if you know, if I'm an Astros fan, which I don't know why anybody would be now, but that's just me. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be watching who the Yankees are playing. I'm going to be watching who the Twins are playing. You know, I'm going to be watching all yeah. those games. Like, do we match up well against these teams? Um, you know, who could we potentially be playing? Like, I'm going to have legitimate and legitimate interest in that because that's how it is. I feel like with the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, my Seahawks have had the number one seed a couple times, and yeah. I watched the wild card because I wanted to know who they were playing. I wanted to know how they were playing at the time, yeah, and how we matched up against we, not we. How the Seahawks the matched up against them? Yes, no, the, the collective, collective we. we. Yes. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> the royal we. The royal, the noble we. Yes, I understand. <laughs> yes. I do that. I do that too. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm just gonna say it again because I'm beating on this trash can all season. We need 32 teams, and we need to go back to old school playoff brackets. <laughs> With old school pennant races, that's what I think. Oh, as far as like, do you mean like getting rid of the wild card round? Yep. Or even the division round? Get rid of the wild card round. Go back to old school pennant races. So, I mean, keep in mind before they did the divisional realignment with uh, with three divisions, when it was just 
east and west in the AL and NL. You went straight to the LCS. Yeah, yeah. When I I like the division round. I don't I don't think you should go to the yeah. to championship series. I just think that there should be more drama around the winning your division. And right now, there's not as much as I as there used to be, and I like that. Um, and well, I know there's a lot of love for the way, wild though. card. <clears throat> yeah, everybody loves wild card. Well, most people. Not everybody loves it, Brad. I know. I I shouldn't use sweeping generalizations <laughs> like that. <laughs> but but I would say most people like the wild card. Yeah, I agree with you because it makes it makes for great. Like I said, it makes for great drama. It's, those games are fun, especially the one one game elimination. Uh, yeah, no, a lot of people like <laughs> like one game eliminations. Yes, and a three game series is about as close as you get to that without having just one game because it gives teams a chance to recover from you know if if you got a pitcher who gets hurt or you get a bad bounce out in right field with the ball's tailing away from you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm just making up examples here. <laughs> yeah, those sound real made up, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> If you can find videos to illustrate those, you got to put them up because they sound real made up, Brad. It's just off the top of your head. That's fantastic. But, no, I mean, ultimately, though, I think it's great because more meaningful baseball is important. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's, that's what we want because, like I said, you get into August and sometimes you can just like, okay, I need to take a break till September. But – but you're not going to want to because the pennant races are starting to heat up now. Yeah. And yeah, I understand the the need for division, but you've got you've got incentive with winning with winning your division by getting home field, which I understand. You know, we saw in the World Series doesn't really matter. <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly out of nowhere, yeah. Yeah, suddenly suddenly home field doesn't matter, but at the same time like there's something to be said for sleeping in your own bed. Totally. Right? Yep. You would think. Oh, it's true. And and Everybody wants the division crown. And if you win the division crown, like you could potentially have it locked up sooner. Yep. You know? Yep. So I don't know. I'm 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 so I am so for this though, because of more meaningful games, that I don't care who makes it. Yeah. I just I just like watching games that matter. So And out of hundred and sixty two, it gets tough to find some. That's true. So here okay at some point. Here yeah, it uh, you reach a point where that's true. Here's my thing. I am a moderate approval. I have a moderate approval rating on this plan. Mm -hmm. Here's what I need to see, though. Uh, I Like, I'm skeptical, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to see if it works one time. You screwed up mm -hmm. one time, I'm out. Um, but here's what I want to see. I want to see games televised nationally. No blackout restrictions. Yes. I don't want to see any of this BS about I can't watch my team. You know, so whatever they got to do to work out the broadcast rights, they, I need it fixed so I can watch every single one of these games. I want to see right. yep. if you're going to schedule those three game series on the same day. I want to see a day game and a night game, um, or something like that, and and it better be on yep. a channel I can get no matter what. Okay, that's number one. Number two is, um, you, you've got to. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you're gonna but no i i why you why you try to find that i am totally for make sure those games are accessible none of this tbs business right like how with cord cutting how much of the country actually has tbs now 
Very it's, few. It's not an access. It's not. It's not a channel as easily accessible as it used to be. Yes. Put these games on Fox. Put them on ESPN. Yep. They need to. They be need to be places where it's accessible. Yep. For sure. Well, baseball family, let us know what you think about all this. Like we said, you can interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you want. So, yeah. Don't forget to jump on the shop as well at 9plusus.com. Check out this sweet hat I've been wearing during the podcast, guys. This is our Baseball Thinks hat. Um, the top is natural. It's not white. It's a little bit off-white. It's in a cream. And this bold red stitching is just, oh, it's so perfect. So you can get this on the shop. <laughs> it really is beautiful, man. I, I get compliments on this mm-hmm, everywhere yeah. I go. Every time I turn around, people are like, whoa. Um, it comes on T-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that as well. It even comes on stickers. So uh, make a statement and uh, you know put it on your mug or something. Do we have a Baseball Things mug? We should. I'll look into it. If I don't think we do yet. I, th- I think we should. Yeah, It's time. Sure. The time is now. Excellent. Thanks, baseball family, for inspiring me to put this logo (laughs) or this design on a mug. It's it's happening. Um, Anyway, shop.9plusus.com is one way, or you can just spell 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, and uh, jump on there. And uh, don't forget to prep. We got – oh, that's what I wanted to say. The first design drop this season, okay, is coming out March Second, the first Monday of March is when you can find out about the first design that we're going to release um, for the season. We're going to do monthly drops this year, and we've got uh, we're going to do a we're going to make the announcement on the Nine Plus Us VIP group and Facebook first. So if you're not a part of the baseball family in the private group on Facebook, you got to jump on there so that you can have first access to all this stuff. And then we are going to make the live announcement on the podcast the first Monday of March. So that that's happening. Sweet. Excellent. And Baseball Family, you can also check us out at BaseballTogether.com. You can watch the podcast. You can listen to the podcast there. Or you can listen to the podcast anywhere that you find your podcast. And Baseball Family, thank you for joining us this week. We will catch you next week.